Welcome to the Buddy Brown Podcast. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Welcome to episode number 14 of the Buddy Brown Podcast. I hope y'all are as happy as a fat tick on a dog. I hope you are dug into this podcast like a grizzly bear in December because we're going to get into some really good stuff. We're going to talk about how to stay sane in the modern world with uh, just all the crap going on. We're going to talk about the patriarchy and... uh, it's, just, it's so funny how feminists, you just say the word patriarchy, and they just have a conniption fit. I love it. Patriarchy, patriarchy, patriarchy. You damn right I'm the man of the house. You damn right I'm going to rule with an iron fist and with love and with discipline and all that kind of stuff. I really wanted to do this podcast today just because I wanted to highlight on the fact that if you don't have a hero or if you don't have a target set in life for where you want to go or who you want to be, it is the fastest way possible to screw yourself. I know that's harsh. But that's the heart and soul of what I want to talk about today. First thing I've noticed is I talked about this, hell, I don't know, five, six podcasts ago about how when I meet somebody, I have made it intentional in the last six months. I'm going to shake their hand a little bit longer than I, you know, I used to. I'm going to hold their conversation. And the best part in the world is if they don't know who I am, um, they're probably thinking I'm, I'm weird. But I'm just going to lean in and I'm going to give them the best damn opportunity ever to be true, to be real, and to be a friend. One out of a hundred are going to respond to that and you're going to meet a pretty incredible acquaintance. And, uh, that's just something I've, I've learned. You know, give it your all. And don't ever say when somebody goes, uh, how you doing? The worst possible thing in the world you can go is good. How you doing? And they've already, I've already forgotten about you. I've already moved on to different places in my mind. I'm wondering if, is this conversation any, even going to go anywhere interesting at all? Because he just said good. So I stopped saying good. I started saying, like someone say, how you doing? I say fantastic. And they look at you. Fantastic? Really? I want to be fantastic. I want to be around somebody that's fantastic. It ain't BS. I have made up my mind to be and to feel fantastic every single day, even if I feel like hell. I could be feeling like hell inside, but self-talk is a is a massive um, <laughs> ingredient to getting you through every single day. We're talking to our 13-year-old about this every day. He's got a class at school that uh, has just been rocking him. He's giving it his all. It's still kicking his butt. And so we'll send them out the door every day and we're like, look, dude, I am capable. I am confident. I am (laughs) able to do anything I want and I can get an A in this class. And it's actually helping him bring up his grade in this one class monumentally. So self-talk, man, it's a, it's a big deal. But talking about how to stay sane, I want y'all to go back to a time in America where Things were more sane. You go back to maybe the uh, the 80s, the 90s, and the general rule of common sense seemed to prevail. Those are the movies that I watch. I pick those era. I don't really watch the modern stuff because it's all trash, 99.9% of it. So go back to the time common sense was, if you're going to embrace any kind of media, if you're going to embrace any kind of music, that's the only stuff I, I feel my spirit up with. And I find that when I do that, I stay sane. I find that when I do that and they announce some kind of crazy new trend, like uh, 
you know, Washington State trying to pass something where it's okay to sleep with minors, which you ought to just throw up in your mouth when you hear something like that. That, that stuff is even a bill trying to happen on the left coast. Uh, the stuff like the transgender and just all the things that, you know, is evil. Uh, the, the hate of biological females, the absolute utter hate of them, that they, there's no way in hell they can compete against a biological man. You're going to send a man out there anyway. You know, if it's boxing, she's just going to get pummeled or killed. If it's racing, she's going to get out raced. If it's uh, any other kind of sport, she's just going to get manhandled. The swimming thing, you know, she's got no choice. So what's with the hatred of biological women? This is not inclusion. This is a hatred. It's a hate act of absolutely taking away what she has worked so hard for. And if I had a daughter, so help me God, you'd have to hold me down or tie me down to the bleachers. If I saw something go on like that, she was competing in a sport that she loved and she had trained her entire life for. And you're going to send some dude out there all in the name of inclusion. No, that's hate for biological women. Because you're taking away and you're stealing from her what they've worked for. I think women have worked hard enough to get all their rights for a hundred years in this country. And all of a sudden, in the last couple of years, they've been taken away. Because a biological woman does not anymore have the right in many, many areas of this country to uh, compete fairly. And that's, that's, that's a hate crime to send a biological man out there to compete with a woman. So... When you hear stuff like that, that is just crazy that's going on. Like I said, if you're immersing your stuff in family values and watching your friends very, very carefully, you're going to get around me. Uh, you're, you're going to have to go through a few checkpoints because I just don't let a bunch of negative stuff in my spirit. Now, if you're sick and you're looking for help, I'm going to pour into you, but I don't let negative people around my, you know, me or my family, my kids, none of that stuff. And you got to watch that. Now, as far as the patriarchy goes, this is hilarious because the feminists utterly hate the patriarchy, which is interesting because a man is more likely to go to jail. A man is more likely to commit suicide, to be depressed, to be uh, to not get into college. A man is is likely to go through a whole lot of hardships in his life that a woman's definitely not, you know, <laughs> dealing with at all. And yet we're the evil ones. And as far as the income and the gender pay gap and all that kind of stuff. Well, well, if you don't believe in gender, then you can't argue that kind of stuff anymore. Um, as far as between men and women and anybody can be a woman. So you don't get to argue that. You got to stay in your lane, pick one side or pick the other. But if you do believe that there's still such thing as a woman and she's got to have certain parts to be a woman, then <laughs> you understand that men work in jobs. Uh, they choose jobs and careers that will pay more in the long term, and they typically work a couple, two or three hours longer a week than a woman actually does, which is why the pay rate is higher. Uh, as far as women coming into, um, why are we not getting paid as much in the soccer, <laughs> professional soccer or something like that, and you go and you actually look at the figures, look, honey, if you're going to draw the same crowds as a man, and they're, they're going to buy the same amounts of merchandise as a man. And they're going to pay this much, all that kind of stuff for a man. Then, honey, you're going to get every single dollar. That's just not the case. And like I said, it's it's just madness. Stay very, very strong. Um, if, if you're lucky enough to have a dad in your life, or ladies, if you're lucky enough to have a husband in your life who is truly getting up every morning and fighting for his family, you have already won. 
This is this is not you may feel like you're battling right now. You may feel like you're at war, but you've already won because he is your safeguard. He's your protector. He's your provider. All you got to do is make a, a, a house that he can come home to with peace and love and try to get him to park his exterior crap that happened on the job site at the door. You park your stuff uh, that happened at the house or wherever you were that day at the door and you don't bring that into the marriage uh, i've really just gotten to the point where if my wife doesn't need to to know if it's not going to benefit her at all it's going to just be like a negative topic and just bring everybody down i don't go into it our time is precious together and it's a uh, really you know important to just safeguard that so part of the patriarchy is i got to protect the tribe and i'm going to protect the tribe and i'm going to be um ruthless <laughs> for anybody coming in trying to screw that up. So I just want to put that in your heads today. Uh, I don't even care anymore about the labels or uh, why is this guy so traditional or why is he he's still living in 1950? You're damn right I am because this is America. It's a free country. I get to live how I want. I get to spend my money how I want. I get to choose what companies I want to spend the money you know, with <laughs> all these liberals going, conservatives are having a hissy fit about the whole Bud Light thing. No, no, no. You don't understand individual freedoms and individual liberty. Conservatives damn sure get to decide where every single dollar of their money gets spent and where their money doesn't get spent. That's what individual liberty is. You don't get it because you're a bunch of commies and you feel like you get to decide where we spend our money. And that's a bunch of BS. I get to decide where I spend my money. I made it, so I get to decide where it goes. Simple as that. And as far as safeguarding your family, I don't feel like it's any different. Here's the rules. Here's the standards. Here's the parameters. And if you don't fit in those parameters, then you don't get to be <laughs> in the mix. I really, really highly um, encourage y'all to watch the YouTube video that uh, went up on Thursday. And it's called uh, Just Getting Back to Traditional Values. I kind of talk about the concept of arranged marriages. And I do not mean forced against their will that kids aren't even in love. I'm talking about straight up um, mom and dad looking out. Where is that godly Christian boy? Where is that godly Christian girl? Who's going to be right for my kids? Because there's so few of them. I feel like we're going to need to work overtime and chime in and be able to say, hey, there's one right there. Just look into it. Don't have to. No pressure, but look into it. My gosh, because otherwise you're going to find your kids are going to find a, a dating app <laughs> and they're going to get uh, swept up into some really bad stuff or they're going to meet somebody through somebody. And, you know, have they even been vetted? Oh, yeah, they've been vetted by my immature 16 year olds friends. Oh, well, that's really comforting right there. I'm sure this is a match made in heaven. No, no, no. As parents, we need to A, first pray for wisdom, and B, we need to get in there and we need to start scouting the field. We need to help them. Don't make it, don't embarrass them. Don't make it embarrassing or anything like that or make it challenging or awkward. I'm not saying we need to set up anything as far as being uh, concrete and forcing them to do something they don't want to do. I always tell my kids, as long as you're not living in sin or embracing sin, I'm all for it. But here's the parameters. Here's the lines, and uh, you know we're to be in this world, but not of this world. So if this sounds foreign to y'all, if this sounds a little bit uh, just kind of off kilter, I'm just telling y'all the Bible says that we are citizens of heaven. So as much as I love America, hell, as much as I love the South, I love God more, and I'm a citizen of His kingdom first. So I'm not supposed to sound 
like I've got the same ideas as everybody in this world. Completely the opposite of our poser in chief, Joe Biden, telling this young girl, no serious dudes till 30. That is BS. My wife and I got married. I was 24 and she was a couple weeks before being 22. She was still 21. Um, maybe she was 20. I had, look, it was incredible because we've gotten to share all this life together and we were best friends way before then. Coming up on 17 years of marriage here in just a couple weeks. Never loved her more, never been happier. And that's because parameters were set. And you can call it old fashioned. You can call it outdated. Call it whatever the hell you want. But when everybody's walking around miserable and when everybody's walking around just with uh, so many multiple partners and don't know really who they are and I've been betrayed by this person and that person and uh, abused by that person and got an STDs from all you know these people over here. Well, yeah, because you did it to yourself. It was self-inflicted. I decided to not do that stuff, not go to, not because I'm holier or more righteous. I can't stand that holier than thou attitude. It's because it's smart. The Bible knows what it's talking about when it says, keep that stuff in marriage, in marriage alone. You do it outside of there, it's just complete ruin and everything falls apart. I've seen my, my really good friends wholeheartedly try so hard and with good intention. But if you don't close the deal, if you do not, if the end goal is not marriage and monogamy and a happy lifestyle where you two are setting the parameters and raising the kids with the same exact values, with the same, just being equally yoked. If you're not doing that, it will all crash and freaking burn every single time. So look, hold tight to these things they call outdated and old school and traditional. Be a freaking come at me, man. <laughs> you ain't got nothing on the word of God and the parameters that that set up because it works and uh, it's a very, very beautiful thing. If you're on the edge of that, if your kids or grandkids are on the edge of that, I highly, highly encourage you, if they're going to get married within the next 50 years, anytime at all, then encourage them to set the parameters that work, not the parameters that are new and all that kind of stuff. Now, everybody in America is more miserable than they have ever been. It's because they're doing it their way. It's they're not doing it God's way. They're doing it their way. And it doesn't freaking work. You see what I'm saying? All right, that sound of the shotgun and the crazy redneck just means it is time for the quote of the day. Today's quote of the day comes straight from the heart, y'all. Lean in, pay attention to this. You ready for it? True friends want nothing from you but your company. Do not forget that. That is just an amazing thing you need to put in your back pocket and take with you all through life. True friends don't want nothing from you. They just want your time. They just want your company. Is the most amazing, valuable thing you can ever offer somebody. And if you have that in a true way with somebody, uh, it's just a beautiful thing. All right, y'all. Today's podcast is brought to you by Birch Gold. I am a huge believer in collecting guns and ammo and even seeds. So look, why would it not just be the most natural thing in the world to collect and stock up gold as well? Go to birchgold.com slash buddy. They're going to hook you up with a free info kit on gold. These guys are amazing. They've got thousands of five-star ratings. Just text buddy to 989-898. This is something you want in your portfolio. They make it super easy to convert an IRA 
into gold. Talk to them. Tell them what you want to do. They will let you know how to do it. Burtsgold.com slash buddy. It's just something I feel like if you need to cover your butts in the future with the value of the dollar completely crashing, the world's currency is and has always been gold. For 5,000 years, that has been the standard. God even paves his streets with it. So it just makes too much sense. Text buddy to 989 898 for your free info kit on gold. You will be glad you did. Y'all, who you want to be is a very massive factor in where the ship is actually getting steered in your life. And I'll give you an example. There's an old Indian story, Indian tribe of Native American who was a Comanche and he just revered this elder that was in the tribe. Now, the elder went on to preside over the tribe for 30 or 40 years. And everyone thought he was the wisest, most respected, amazing man ever. And this Indian brave who was coming up, he was 13, 14 at the time, he watched everything the elder did. By the time he was 20, 23, he was watching him even more closely and trying to get everybody to listen to every word that this elder spoke. And by the time that he died, nobody could fill his shoes. And 10, 20 years went on and the obsession continued. His fascination with the legacy that this elder left had gotten so great that a lot of people gathered in a tent one night and he was going to give a speech on the memory of this elder when all of a sudden a lot of the people who had known the elder looked up and they said oh my gosh it's him see he had set in motion a goal and a standard so high that by the time he actually got up in age he was that man i thought it was just such a beautiful testament now i've talked about a lot of my heroes uh phil robertson right over across the river from me here in Louisiana. I've talked about Charlie Daniels, who's not with us anymore. Um, Ted Nugent, in a lot of ways, just he's been uh, a good friend to me in a lot of respects with stuff I've gone through. And uh, I think about just a lot of these amazing men. And of course, I think about fictional character, most of all, called McClintock. It was the John Wayne movie, my favorite one of all time. And he was this very, very strong, funny, stubborn, but very fair uh, man. And if you've seen the movie, it was just uh, an incredible example of being a boss. It was an incredible example of um, sometimes maybe even having the power to completely destroy somebody and still holding back his anger or holding back his wrath. And that is the sign of true maturity. That's the sign of true power. When people mess with you, when people say stuff, um, and you, especially if you have done a whole lot in life and accomplished a lot in life and you have the power to completely freaking destroy them and you don't, that is a sign of extreme power. And I feel like McClintock in that movie was that kind of man. And so I want to encourage y'all, uh, men or women, whoever, whoever's listening to this, which I know there's a ton of us now and I'm just honored to have you here, uh, set your sights on somebody. And it doesn't even, in my case, like it doesn't even have to be non-fictional. Mine, like I told you, McClintock, completely fictional. But that's the reason people love John Wayne so much is because he emulated the American man and just raw power and uh, just honesty and strength. And that is the thing where I know if I set my sights on that for the next 40 years, I might be half the man John Wayne was by the time I die. So I want y'all to just tell yourself, who do I want to emulate? Are you just worshiping yourself? I hope not, because you ain't got nothing. I'm tell you, look, I have just completely been humbled by how 
little I'm able to accomplish without the Lord or any kind of target in mind. Uh, God puts people in your lives, y'all. And he puts people in your lives, whether they're known to you personally or known to you through uh, just common culture, where you can look at that person and say, that is who I want to be. Hey, man, Frankenstein it. Take a little bit of John Wayne. Take a little bit of Charlie Daniels. Take a little bit of Ted Nugent. Take a little bit of John Rich. Take a little bit of this. You don't have to agree with everything somebody is saying to like them. That is I, that is the biggest, most evil, pernicious lie that can possibly be told because that's it's, it's really, really hitting hard with millennials and Gen Z right now. I hear that crap all the time, and I just want to scream when I hear that. Well, I don't believe in everything they say, but or I don't agree with everything they say, but look, you've already started a fight with me. Just shut the hell up and talk about what you do agree with so that we can stop, you know, being at odds with each other. Um, I, I just can't stand that. Just get that out of your vocabulary completely. If that is part of your vocabulary, I don't agree with everything they say, but because the natural inclination is to say, well, well, what do you not agree with? Like you feel like the whole conversation has started off, you know, as an antagonist and it just doesn't get anything accomplished for either party. So figure out who you want to emulate. And I'll tell you what, when I moved from Florida to Mississippi, we did not have, my wife and I, a whole lot of role models, if any, down in Central Florida. And that's, if you've been to Central Florida, you can understand why that would be so easily true. When we moved to Mississippi, we found that the even the grandparents here were more in shape, more active, more outdoorsy, uh, willing to spend more time with you, willing to pour into you. We found that the people around here we're are much more, uh, I mean, look, it's, it's the deep South. So it's a cultural thing, but you see somebody who is a friend or a neighbor at, in your neighborhood or your school, they're going to pull up their truck and they're going to talk to you on the side of the road, even for just for 30 seconds. We don't just drive by, you know, I, good Lord. I told y'all I spend uh, every Thanksgiving in Atlanta with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and all my family up there. And the funny, the running joke is in their neighborhood, nobody waves at each other. And so my brother-in-law, I commend him about it. He waves to every single person, just almost like a middle finger. Like you're being an ass and it ain't, don't take any effort at all to wave, especially in a freaking passing car. You're going to dedicate 0.025 seconds to that. You can't even put your hand up. Quit being an ass. Invest in people. Love on people. And uh, if you know you ain't in too big of a hurry, where you can't do something like that. Are you kidding me? I got two million followers, and I'm doing more videos every single day than I've ever done in my entire life. And we're working with a lot of big people. I still have time to text my friends, even if it's a stupid meme that I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> And I'm sending it to them because I thought it was funny. Even if it's just a stupid, silly Instagram reel that I think they're going to laugh about. I'm keeping in touch with them every single day or every other day because they matter to me. And nobody is too busy to encourage friendship or to say hello or to freaking wave. And I just feel like these are the things that I want to emulate. I want to be the realist that I possibly can with every person that ever meets me. I'm about to go to Indiana tomorrow to talk at a Republican convention. Really pumped up. And anybody who's going to be there tomorrow, I look forward to seeing you. But uh, look, you know, when they see me, I promise you, they're going to say, buddy is the exact same guy in person as he is on camera. 
And it's because this is not an act. It's not a gimmick. It's just who I am. And uh, God has really, really blessed me with 400 million views. And <laughs> it's just a lot of uh, a lot of great impact. And I'm not going to just use that for just humor or just music or just politics. I'm going to use it for God, too. I'm going to use it to try to build y'all up because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And I hope that God lets me be a 90-year-old man. But these are kind of the uh, footnotes of wisdom that I really just want to put in your hearts. Appreciate you listening today. And uh, God bless you, man. Whatever you're doing going down the road, do it with strength and do it with freaking purpose. Don't act like anything is an accident or it's going to look like an accident. I promise you, (laughs) it ain't going to look good. Start doing stuff with purpose. And I will see y'all next time. Thank you for joining the podcast today. Be good.